Welcome to the Commentary Magazine Daily Podcast. Today is Thursday, January 12, 2023. I am John Podhortz, the editor of Commentary Magazine. With me, as always, executive editor Abe Greenwald. Hi, Abe. Hi, John. Media commentary columnist and American Enterprise Institute fellow Christine Rosen. Hi, Christine. Hi, John. An associate editor and author of The Rise of the New Puritans, Noah Rothman. Hi, Noah. Hi, John. Let me read you from the New York Times homepage the story that they uh, posted last night or the or the the head and the subhead on the homepage about the discovery of a second tranche of classified documents somewhere in Biden land. We don't know where, right? The first one was found in his office at the Biden pen or the pen Biden center for boondoggles in Washington. And this is found somewhere else and we don't know where. Here's the headline. More classified documents found in another location linked to Biden. And here's the subhead. The revelation is sure to intensify Republican attacks on President Biden, who has called former President Trump irresponsible for hoarding sensitive files. This is a classic in the Republicans' pounce genre. We have just had the political system uh, watch as the President of the United States and the, excuse me, the Attorney General of the United States appoints a special prosecutor to consider uh, indicting the former President of the United States for the mishandling of classified information. As that is going on, the current President of the United States is discovered, or his people or whoever is discovered to have purloined classified information from his time as Vice President and taken it out of the White House, and at least in the case of the first tranche of documents, somebody put them in a manila envelope and wrote the word personal on the manila envelope, which of course is like a don't look here, this is, you know, my, this is like my dental records are in this envelope, not classified information. Uh, And the issue here is the revelation intensifying Republican attacks on President Biden. A pre-pounce. It's a pre-pounce. <laughs> uh, can um, I can I just add that that yesterday at the press briefing, White House press secretary refused to answer any obvious questions that that certainly dominated the news headlines when those same questions were asked of Trump and his behavior with documents. Mainly, how did they get there? What do we know about what's in them? Can you give us any information about what what might have happened? I think the second the discovery of a second uh, group of documents at an undisclosed location. So right there is a question: Where was it found? Was that the initial place? where the documents were? Did they get moved? We don't know anything. And reporters seem less than intensively focused on scrutinizing the answers to these questions because it happens to involve Biden. It's a lot like, remember the Hillary, the Clinton Whitewater investigation? There were all these Whitewater documents that just went, oopsie daisy, we've, we've lost them. We don't know where they are. And the fact that Biden is acting surprised and says he doesn't know what's in the documents, he's got very good advice coming from his either personal or government lawyer. That is a way to plausibly deny that you uh, had any sort of knowledge that you had classified material and that you were holding it legally. He'd be like, oh, oopsie daisy. I don't know what happened here. It's just these were discovered. But that only that only tracks for so long because if Garland was at the same time that Garland was talking about appointing a special prosecutor to investigate this behavior with Trump, 
claiming that it was it was justifiable because he's a former president, a current president was shown to have done the same thing and they knew it at the same time, right? So we still don't also know why this story came out after the election, why why this was something that was kept buried until it was perhaps more politically convenient or someone finally leaked. So there are a lot of questions here that good reporters should be should be pursuing aggressively. Talking about how Republicans will pounce on those stories is really uh, giving the game away. I mean, and I think, I think there is a if 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 you want to just do a story that's not, um, oh boy, this looks bad. Biden Biden is uh, Biden messed up and is in trouble. And there there is a sort of nonpartisan story here, which is what kind of breakdown is this where there are competing partisan defenses of two of uh, a president and a ex vice president who is president. Defenses for for both of them having purloined uh, classified uh, documents. Um, this is a horrible state of affairs, you know, uh, uh, in, at a time when the, our trust in institutions and politicians and leaders is is already so perilously low. Well, you could have an interesting debate, as John mentioned the other day, about whether we overclassify certain things, right? Like Fine, there's right. they're really great story. You're right. There's so many angles to get at these stories, but it seems to me they have really no incentive to pursue the one against Biden. Yeah, but the, it's the sort Republicans of, it's, Pat's story is, is is just is the smallest. It's piece. lazy. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. lazy. <laughs> but it's also a misdirection. Like we have to reform the process now that Joe Biden's involved here. I think we have to reassess our initial assessment because it's not just the mishandling of classified documents, but obstruction and being dishonest about it. And that's what Donald Trump is really in the dock for. And now based on what we know about these documents and Joe Biden's behavior, I think we have to render the same assessment that Joe Biden has not been honest and Joe Biden's people have not been honest and they've been deceptive. They're putting these documents in improperly locked areas. They're mislabeling them. Uh, that creates the appearance of a deliberate effort to misdirect uh, law enforcement and the archives. And that's the sort of thing you could be prosecuted for. And if we have a single standard, and we should have a single standard, we don't, but we should, uh, then that's what needs to be adjudicated here. And yeah, the president seems to be exposed. It seems to me that what we have going on here is an effort for uh, the mainstream media to catch its breath and figure out where to go with this story because it can't it's hit them like a ton of bricks they don't know what to make of it they know that they have established the precondition for which the mishandling of classified information by a president of the united states is a very serious business so serious that we could see the indictment and conviction of a former president for doing so and then the story comes out that a current president has done so did so during his time as vice president and it's like proof rock it's like no that is not what i meant at all what i meant was trump should be indicted and convicted and thrown away and never darken our door again not that the thing that he did is something that has to be looked at as a terrible crime that everybody needs to go to jail for that's not what i meant I meant we finally got Trump. But this is like Ooh. Elliot Ness also being accused of tax evasion while right. he's prosecuting. That is an incredibly Capone. good analogy. <laughs> right. No, I mean, it is. And of course, this is always the problem with the, oh, my God, uh, a president has done something 
terrible. He must go to jail forever. And then it turns out, guess who wiretapped everybody? LBJ. Guess who, you know, did, you know, arguably raped somebody in the White House pool? JFK. You know, it's like. And it, it always happens <clears throat> because the uh, our level of vigilance goes up after the after you catch the first one. So now, well, so, and now or, everything else comes out. Yeah. Or the Haji or the world in which presidents are subject to hagiography is largely a sort of liberal world of government lovers who love presidents who bit their priors. And uh, though Biden, I mean, look, let's face it, Biden, maybe until the last few months or until the passage of the um, Inflation Reduction Act, so-called. Yes, please. They we say that him. in scare quotes, scare yeah. quotes. But, I mean, they, <laughs> they didn't love him. Press didn't love him. They were kind of going for his jugular. There was a lot. There were stories were starting to accelerate about how he might not be fit to run again. And then he had this unexpected surge in, you know, sort of political surge in the summer. And uh, the Dobbs decision came out. And then there was all this Trump uh, misbehavior. Uh, And then, of course, the results of the midterms. So suddenly it's like, you know, we're all in for Biden. And now in January, suddenly this has cast a shadow on their deepest hope, which was that Trump was finally going to meet justice. But see, there's a Machiavellian long game theory here, too, which is that there are still people who don't want Joe Biden to run in 2024 on the Democratic side. And the revelation of these documents actually does give them some sort of ballast to their claim that he shouldn't run. And and it also gives him an out if he can literally say he doesn't remember, like he can do the kind of cognitive, oops, I, I just, I don't remember any of this. And he's already saying, like, I don't know what the documents say. I don't know anything. Well, he didn't, um, it didn't just be like, well, I don't know. He said, my lawyers have informed me that it's not in my best interest to know what's in those documents, yeah. which yeah. is not acceptable. Interesting. But no, somebody it is your is responsibility leaking. as yeah. the principal. To know well, what's if somebody's in leaking information and not telling us. I, I think it's really notable that we don't know where the second stanch of documents were located, because that must reveal something that would then and they're continuing, evidently continuing to look for other documents. So if those documents were in the possession of, say, I don't know, a Hunter Biden or at a residence where they where people without clearance had access to them, I mean, then it becomes a bit more of scandal. And I'm I'm with John on the theory that the reason the media went with the easy Republican pounds is that they don't know what the narrative is yet. They've got to come together on some sort of narrative that protects the Democratic Party and makes this distinct from what Trump did. Uh, and so far, look, he's not obstructing anything as far as we know, but there's very little information there about, you know, I'd like to hear from Merrick Garland if they have been looking, how they are looking into this and how they are treating this case as opposed to the Trump case. Well, I mean... Uh... That's the story of the next couple of days. Uh, I think you have the conspiracy theory that this was, you know, or there is the conspiracy. I'm posing it. I don't hold that theory. I'm just saying this is this. This could be one theory. Um, Then there's the theory that they that they when when whatever happened, happened. And in November, they found these documents they came up with a schedule according to which they were going to wait until January to let 
to make it known that this had happened because there was no way that they could hide it and that they would control the release of the information about it. And like all such plans, the problem is that you can only control when you get it out, whom you get it out to, and what the look of the first couple of stories is. Then it's out in the public domain. You not only have the mainstream media pursuing you, but you'll have Fox and the Washington Free Beacon and others who are going to go to the mattresses to see what they can find out about this matter. And I think it's important to note that there is a secondary <clears throat> sub Rosa narrative relating to Trump and 2024 and all of this, which is, It is in the national interest, according to never Trumpers and people like that, Trump has to be forced out of American politics. And the things that are done to force Trump out of American politics are therefore have their own moral justification. And if that means going hard on every possible little scrap of detail to discredit him, that's fine. And if it also means soft peddling or refusing to look at stories that complicate that effort, and this is, maybe it's not the ultimate story that complicates that effort, but we had a pretty, we saw a pretty open and shut a uh, <clears throat> couple of months ahead of us. Independent counsel was going to look into the matter of various things relating to Trump, but that the open and shut thing was, Trump had hundreds of classified documents. He took them to Mar-a-Lago. He personally put them in boxes. They then said, where are the documents? And he had he directed his own legal team to lie about where they were, misdirected them, uh, said that they had completed returning the classified information to the archives when they had not done so. And all of this was kind of done under his direction. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so you could see how, for uh, Mr. Smith, the independent counsel, there was a pretty clear sailing path to indicting Trump. And now there isn't a clear sailing path to indicting Trump on this matter. I mean, the premise alone exposes the degree to which all of this is political. If if Joe Biden's mishandling of classified documents imperils the prosecution of Donald Trump for mishandling classified documents and there is no standard it's a purely political process and to some i mean a cynical interpretation of this is that it is insofar as that people whose names you've never heard of are the people who get prosecuted for this sort of thing and the the, the big guys don't uh only to the degree to which they've mislead investigators do they get prosecuted whereas um you know little people who accidentally mishandle documents do get prosecuted whether their intention or uh, it was clearly to to uh, to defraud and and mislead investigators or not, um, but by virtue of just saying, well, I guess you can't do it now that Joe Biden is also exposed to this sort of thing. It just means we don't have a standard. We don't have rule of law when it comes to this issue, which means it does probably need to be reformed legislatively. But it also is you know undermines your faith in the whole system. I mean that's the problem. 
and we <clears throat> face this is a this is not anything anybody expected and so uh people have got to get their sea legs obviously mr smith it's it's garland's ultimate decision whether or not the indictment goes through right the independent counsel that works for the attorney general that's a new thing like there was once a thing where the independent counsel was an independent actor in the federal system and could do whatever he wanted without fear or favor of politics the law the independent counsel law was sunsetted and he's just an official of justice department we you know who gets us our special line budget in his own office to pursue a specific case he's not supposed to think about that he's just supposed to look at trump right it is it is Garland who has to say, where does this go? And now we get the interesting hypocrisy on the other foot, which is certainly it was the case that the Trump lawyers argued that Trump could not be subject to criminal prosecution during his elected tenure in office, which I think is a pretty well-established precedent, like the notion that you can't, you know, guy got 81 million votes. You're not going to indict him for something. You can indict him after. Uh, you can, Congress can pursue him, impeach him, and convict him. That's how he is to be dealt with in a criminal sense. It's not for the Justice Department to go after him. And that was one of the reasons why everybody was so shocked when Mueller said, I'm not going to recommend an indictment or not an indictment in the case of Trump and case in, in, in the report that I'm issuing. Because there was no precedent for the notion that he would recommend that Trump be indicted. Trump was the sitting president of the United States. He actually is the official from whom the existence of the Justice Department, you know, the existence of uh, executive branch application of the law exudes like he's indicting himself. Would somebody do that? Like, or shouldn't he just resign if he was going to indict himself? <laughs> These are very, very, very complicated issues. Um but um, what's, you know, everybody's ox is being gored here. This is what happens in politics. People go, this is absolutely terrible. How can you possibly do this? And then you go, well, you did it. You know, it's like the drug abuse commercial. It's like, you know, how, why are you smoking pot? I, I learned it from watching you, you, Dad. I learned it from watching you. <laughs> And it, it also goes to um, a, a common and enduring sort of defense of Trump, which is he does what everyone else does. He's just brazen about it. Yeah. And or, then, well, or, and he's, or he's persecuted or he's, he's persecuted. I, I, I resisted yeah. saying yeah. honest about it. Yeah. But, but <laughs> well, and he's persecuted in a way bold. that others are not. I mean, because yeah. the standard is held differently yeah. for him. Well, I mean, that's the, the ultimate point about Watergate, which was interesting, is, of course, that everything Nixon did, somebody had done before. What Nixon did badly was, or what the Nixon people did with uncommon incompetence was cover it up. And the cover up was was what, what, what got him. Which is why it's very important that once this unfolds further, there's an explanation from the Biden people about why we're only hearing about this now versus November when it we I will mean, never get that explanation. But that that speaks to a, you know, again, like it, it's different than obstructing justice, but it, it, the American people will still see that as some form of obstruction or, or you know, being lied to, especially because it coincided with the, all the sanctimonious rhetoric Biden was was, you know, telling 60 minutes about Trump and his behavior. So 
let's pull back to 30,000 feet and say, like everybody else, particularly on the right, we have been bemoaning or worrying or feeling terrified about the collapse of our institutions, mediating institutions, lack of public trust in our institutions. How can we function without these institutions? We need these institutions. Um, so what in the behavior of the uh, of the of the leading figures in the American political system would incline anybody to say, boy, what we really need is to believe in the presidency again. I'm in both directions. So, you know, liberals, anti-Trump, all that, you know, had the my God, look what look, look what happened to the presidency in the hands of this guy. And now we have. Everyone's saying, yeah, so he just does, he just somehow exposed the rot that's there. Like, what are we going to do? We want to give the president more power? Yeah, and I feel like it's, it's true. Like something is sort of is, has broken through with this in that it was comforting to sort of think of Trump as an aberration in the system. You know, um, this is this sort of gives you a worse feeling um that the that the 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 rod is deeper and uh more more diffuse than than you realize or 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 that it just or that it just confirms the sense that people with power behave brazenly and as no would say the little guy get who gets caught in the system has no recourse not i think that most people care what happened to you know larry franklin right they don't know who larry franklin is and they don't care about larry franklin and and they'll never know who larry franklin is just uh they they do whatever they want and then when they're in power they 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 use whatever weapon is at hand to go after the other guy so uh, you know, the Republicans are now going to investigate the weaponization of the federal government against Trump, right? The House Republicans are making that committee to do that. And that's one interesting aspect because that does that does go to uh, congressional oversight of federal agencies. But the what we had here, what we'll have here if things go forward and it turns out that this was a more serious matter than they made it out to be at first is this the the public expression the anti-trump never trump you know trump is terrible world going ah we finally got him here if they get their wish and the biden stuff is bad and biden does not face some form of justice for doing what Trump did, then what level of cynicism, what le isn't warranted on the part of everybody who isn't an American liberal? Well, and, and in particular, the, 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 the four years of liberal uh, hand-waving and pearl-clutching about the dangers of populism, for example. Like, the reason people become, you know, enamored of populist-type folks is because they see elite entitlement and get people in that elite 
class, political class, getting away with things that they're, you know, indicting the other side for. So that if you want, you know, a recipe for more populism, which I think can be disruptive and and at scale too unhealthy for a republic, this is a good way to do it. Like just just continue with the cynicism, continue with the elite hypocrisy. That that's a great way to get more and more people just throwing up their hands and saying it's all it's all corrupt. The whole thing. And and then you that's where you get the horseshoe of the people on the far left who want to burn everything down and the people on the far right who want to burn everything down because both tend to agree that there's nothing worth saving. So making the case for saving it is very difficult to do when the current political class is full of a bunch of, you know, octogenarians who've been feeding at the trough for a very long time. It's very disturbing because if Biden ran and won on the message that what he wanted to do was restore normality to Washington, and then this turns out to be what Biden is, then normality at Washington, I think this is a, was Trump. I mean, so Trump stylistically wasn't a normal Washington figure. He was the logical conclusion of normal Washington. Taken, right. you know. Yeah, the id, he's the normal Washington without restraints or guardrail or emotional, you know, self-control. All of that, right? So I don't know where to go. I mean, ultimately, Biden comes in and his the only thing that he'll be able to say, unless they can sort of they have a they they come up with a plausible explanation of all this is, yeah, okay. So I so we had 30 or 40 documents. Like, do you know how many documents there are? So somebody shoved them in an envelope. I don't know what happened. I'm really sorry. We returned them to the archive. Then it's like, okay, well, so why can't Trump is, say that? This is to Noah's point, and this is a really important point that we will be, I suspect, bringing up again and again as as more events uh, unravel here for Biden. The If the initial crime is worth prosecuting, which they decided it was in the case of, of Trump, then it is still worth prosecuting here. The, the lies and the obstruction are a separate thing, which obviously Trump went all in on because he's Trump, and Biden might not do that. But to see the painstaking way in which the most, you know, uh, ridiculously blinded Biden supporters in the last 24, 48 hours have tried on social media to be like, well, it's totally different. Look, let's make a list. Here's what Trump did. Here's what Biden did. The initial crime, if it indeed is should be considered serious, has to be considered serious for both. So that sort of effort to justify what Biden did as less important than what Trump did because Trump obstructed. I, the obstruction is serious and, and the lying is serious. The obstruction is the only to... thing that's serious. Right. Well, but I, that's I, the point. I, 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 They've argued wrong, it's all but I serious. believe this is a misdemeanor charge. What the uh, what the, the mishandling, mishandling of classified it documents? It depends if the it doesn't it depend if there doesn't the level of uh, doesn't it depend if they're like classified it depends on how well issues. known you are. <laughs> this is well, yeah. that's, that's the fact the problem. of the matter. Yeah, uh, and the obstruction is what's really chargeable. Uh, and then you can well, no, that, you can get but rid there's of national security a, stuff felony. too. Yeah. No. By the way, it matters where. So Larry Franklin, a guy I mentioned, the Defense Department official who went to jail uh, for supposedly mishandling classified information relating to Israel, his crime was that he took documents from his office beyond a 25-mile limit away from the CIA. Like if he had been, if his house hadn't been in Front Royal or Manassas or, or wherever it was in Virginia, and he had been in Fairfax, he would not have violated federal law. 
because there is apparently a 25 mile limit. So Trump, by the way, there's no joke here. What if Biden isn't eligible to be prosecuted because the Biden Penn Biden Center is in D.C.? Of course, if the other place where the documents are is Wilmington, Delaware. So Trump's in, got the documents in Mar-a-Lago. That's beyond the 25-mile limit. That was done precisely to say, look, if somebody just made a mistake and stuffed something in this briefcase and then went home with it, like we're not going to subject them to the full power of the federal government's prosecutorial arm. We understand that things happen by mistake. But if you take it a long distance, then that may mean that you're going to meet somebody at a drop and hand the classified documents over to someone. And that's, you know, that shows intent. Taking it beyond 25 miles shows intent. It did not, in Larry Franklin's case, show intent. That was a egregious use of prosecutorial power, but that that's the theory behind it. So it probably does matter where that second tranche of documents is because it may change the coloration. If it's of Delaware the Beach House, that's going to pose a challenge for Biden. Right, and you got to figure it's the Delaware Beach House. Otherwise, it's they totally the Beach House. Of course, it's. I feel like we're playing a weird game of Clue. It's like <laughs> Jill had it near her gas range in the Beach House in Delaware. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, I think we've I think we've ventilated on this subject sufficiently, and uh, and there isn't that much else to talk about today. So we'll 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 make this a nice short one. Let you get on with your day. Uh, we also have to close our February issue, so um, so we've got a lot of stuff to do, Abe and I, later. So uh, we will say goodbye to you, and we'll reconvene tomorrow for Abe Noah and Christine of John Pop Keep the candle burning. <laughs> <laughs>